And on the line with us right now is Darcel Clark. She is the Bronx District Attorney, and she is the first woman to ever hold that office and the first woman of color to serve as a DA in the history of New York State. Welcome to Cats at Night, Darcel Clark. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, um, Ms. Clark, the, the biggest problem uh, we're having right now in New York City and people want to come back to work, they need the subways to come back to work, the crime is the highest it's ever been. And big companies, even though they're ordering their employees to come back to work, the employees are worried about coming back to work. What do you think we should do? Well, I think that hopefully they will come back to work. We are working every day to continue to make the city safe. We are dedicated and committed to holding those people accountable who are causing these crimes in our communities, in our subways, all over New York City. It is a problem, but it's not something that we can't solve. We've been through things like this before. We will be able to uh, accomplish, you know, getting to the bottom of it and making it successful and safe again. I'm working every day, day and night, 24 hours a day to get that happening. But we need the help of everybody. It's not just the job of the police. It's not just the job of the DAs. It's the job of everybody in the city and every city agency. And that's what I've been advocating for. I care about the violent criminals that are threatening our citizens in New York. Nobody seems to go to jail. Everybody is out within 24 hours. We know we're working on that. The laws were changed and they were changed for the benefit of those that you exactly talked about, John, the low level nonviolent people. Those violent people, we can ask for bail. And I trust me when I tell you, I do it all the time. Sometimes they make the bail. Sometimes they don't. But what we need to do is get to the bottom of why they're creating these crimes in the first place. A lot of them, um, there are a lot of people that have mental health issues that the city has not paid attention to that. And we need to make sure we get those services so that they don't come into the criminal justice system. Some people are acting violently and and acting out certain ways because they have drug problems and there's not enough treatment and, and things to put them in places where they can be in, you know, inpatient, where they're not on the street causing the, 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 the violence, but in getting the treatment. Same thing with the mental health. We need to do that. Right now, Rikers Island is the mental health facility for New York City. And we know that not everybody is going to be eligible to go in there. So if there's not going to be Rikers, we have to have alternatives to that. And that means getting treatment for those people who are the most violent, who are picking up guns and knives and pushing people into the subways and things of that nature. So it has to be a concerted effort of not only law enforcement, but also the agencies in our city that can help the homeless services, mental health, all of those things have to play a role because when those failures happen, the default is NYPD and the DAs. And we should be the last resort and not the first resort. Understood. You know, DA Clark, the police commissioner was on the show with me and and Lydia, and she said to us that there's 3,000 violent criminals that are in the streets in New York, and if those 3,000 violent criminals... Uh, we're not in the streets in New York. The eight and a half million New Yorkers would be, would be a safe place again. What should we do with those 3,000 criminals? Violent criminals, not the people who stole bread. No, I think that we have to continue to um, investigate, build cases against them, prosecute, ask for the bail, get the judges to set the bail, have the courts 
open so that we could expedite and have these trials done so those people, those violent people that we're talking about, that they're held accountable and that we do it expeditiously. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I ask for each and every day. I was born and raised in the Bronx, and I know the Bronx gets a bad rap, but it's filled with so many, the majority, I would say 99% of the people that live in the Bronx love being in the Bronx. It's made of so many different cultures and backgrounds, and and we just want to be able to walk down the streets and be safe and, and go to school, and it can be that once again. When I tell people I grew up in the Bronx, they're like, oh, I said, no, I had a wonderful upbringing, but we keep hearing about certain gang members getting out after one after the other i mean i have to bring up steven mendez the 17 year old who was freed by that bronx judge justice samaj williams Mm -hmm. what do you have to say that she's getting a lot of criticism that judge she's been very lenient on on a couple of cases that have become very high profile in this case mendez he's accused of a uh, shooting somebody at point blank range. He was out on bail already for another robbery. He beat up his mother. What do you have to say about that type of criticism? Well, that, I, I'm on the other end of that. I'm the one that's pushing to retain those cases in criminal court and not have them go to family court because they're committing crimes um, in, in this way that an adult is and that they should be held accountable in that way. That is what I do each and every day. So when those decisions are made by that judge, it's after I have, you know, argued and pleaded to keep those kind of defendants incarcerated that is causing that kind of violence. But you're absolutely right. The Bronx is a wonderful place to live. I'm a daughter of the Bronx. I've lived here my whole life. And again, you're right. 99% of the people are great. It's that small percentage that's causing the harm. Those are the ones that we have to concentrate on getting them off of the street. Not everybody. And I can tell you that I am trying to do that each and every day along with NYPD. But like I said, other people have to come along and be part of the process to make sure that we hold those individuals, those that are shooting and killing. And we're losing a generation of young people because they're the ones that are carrying the guns now. I mean, we had a case of an 11 year old killed. The intended target, who was a gang member, was 13. The alleged shooter was 15. And the getaway driver on the scooter was 18. We are losing a generation of our kids. And what what we have to do is put resources in the community to tell these kids that there's alternatives to the violence. That's what I want to happen. And that's why I'm doing the prosecution that I have to do. And I'm unapologetic about being a DA that has to prosecute people for doing bad things. But I'm also not going to apologize for making sure that we get the resources in the Bronx that we need because we've always been left behind. And if we get those resources here for those young people, then we don't have to get them into the system in the first way. We give them alternatives to the violence so that they can be productive members of the Bronx, just like all the other people we have. Uh, D.A. Darcel Clark, uh, thank you for all you do. You're one tough lady. We will. We'll get it done. We'll thank get you. It done. Thank you, D.A. Darcel Clark, and thank you for being one tough lady. We need more tough ladies like you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Take care.